We all have bucket lists. As a lifelong sports fan, mine is full of tons of different sporting events and venues, from the NBA, NFL, Olympics, and beyond. However, my greatest bucket list item is something I want to share with the world and fans like me. What if you could attend a home college football game for all 130 and counting FBS programs? Seems crazy, right? Join me, your host, Bobby Wilson, as I take you along for the ride to see all the FBS venues and more. This is the TNT College Football Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the very next episode of the TNT College Football Podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Wilson. Hope everybody's doing well tonight. Um, you hope, uh, Just hope you're getting ready for the bowl season. That is why I'm coming to you right now, because I'm going to be starting a... I guess you could say a little mini-series. I'm going to do breakdowns of all 41 bowl games. I'll do little 10 to 15-minute uh, episodes kind of talking about each bowl game um, leading up to everyone. I will also pro- provide plenty of statistics on Twitter, but here's where you, you will find more stats when it comes to that. Uh, the first bowl I'm going to be talking about is the very first bowl of the season. I'm going to go in chronological order on how the bowl games are going to be played. Very first game is f- this coming Friday, December 16th. We have the Bahamas Bowl. Um, one of the more intriguing bowls, I guess you could say, just because it's the first bowl game that is announced almost every year, just because of the sheer logistics that go into uh, the bowl game in itself. Each team has a ton to prepare for to know um, who's going to play in that game. It was announced very, very early in the process, right before the season was even over. Um, <clears throat> UAB knew they were heading to the Bahamas, and then Miami, Ohio, the other p- participant, um, had a pretty good football game against Ball State. Winner take, winner take all. Winner becomes bowl eligible. Winner goes to the Bahamas. Uh, very, very good football game to get to this point. Um, Ball State was very good opponent. Um, arguably the best player in the MAC in Carson Steele at running back that Miami, Ohio was able to defeat to get to this point. So <clears throat> uh, excited. I, I'm intrigued by this game. I really am. I think it's a game that is it, it, it gives you two two teams that run the ball very well. Um, UAB is fifth nationally rushing the ball. Um, and then uh, Miami, Ohio in their wins has run the ball very well too. But first let's give a little history on the Bahamas Bowl itself. Uh, the Bahamas Bowl is one of the younger bowls. There's only been seven games played. It was started in 2014. Obviously 2020 did not have a game but has always paired Conference USA against the MAC, and Conference USA holds a four to three uh, winning advantage in this bowl game. Um, <clears throat> the very first outing, Western Kentucky beat Central Michigan in a shootout. They won forty-nine to forty-eight. The following year, another shootout, Western Michigan beat Middle Tennessee forty-five to thirty-one. Um, Twenty sixteen, Old Dominion beat Eastern Michigan twenty-four to twenty. Uh, 2017 saw UAB play in the bowl, um, returning from uh, their hiatus as a program. Um, they were defeated by Ohio 41-6. 2018 saw FIU beat Toledo 35-32. 2019 
2019 saw Buffalo beat Charlotte 31 to 9. Like I said, nothing in 2020. And last year, 2021, had Middle Tennessee defeat Toledo 31 to 24. So some uh, some very high scoring games um, where we, we've seen some pretty good quarterback play um, in this uh, in this um, bowl game. Some good running performances as well, um, and that's where I see uh, this one shaping up is from the rushing side of things. Um, first, let me. I'll take a dive into Miami, Ohio, who is six and six, went four and four in the MAC. I'll run you down on their schedule a little bit. They opened up the year at Kentucky, at a ranked Kentucky team, uh, lost 37-13, uh, defeated FCS Robert Morris 31-14, lost to Cincinnati on a neutral site at Paul Brown Stadium 38-17. They got the MAC's lone win over a Big Ten team this year, but they extended the MAC's winning streak over the Big Ten to now 13 straight years. They won at Northwestern 17-14. to uh, Opened up MAC play at Buffalo, lost 24-20. Defeated Kent State 27-24. Lost at Bowling Green 17-13. Lost to Western Michigan 16-10. Then they finished the year winning 3-4. of four. They won at Akron 27-9. Lost to Ohio 37-21. One at Northern Illinois, 29-23, and then beat Ball State, and that winner uh, becomes bowl eligible game, 18-17. to um, <clears throat> Coming into this season, Miami, Ohio was a pretty heavy favorite to win the MAC East. Um, so, but getting to the point of bowl eligibility is is huge for any team, especially in the MAC, because the MAC is. Uh, just so evenly matched. Um, looking at Miami's stats, they average just over 20 points per game. They give up 22 and a half, um, almost 166 passing yards per game, just over 143 rushing yards per game. Then defensively, they give up nearly 236 passing yards per game and almost 136 rushing yards per game. So. <clears throat> Obviously, some of those are skewed a bit um, because of some of their early season opponents, mainly Kentucky and Cincinnati. Um, but looking at Miami, Ohio in a snapshot, they have an 8-5 and five, uh, record all-time in bowl games. A lot of those came um, in, the, in the 60s and, and in that time frame. So this is a program that... Uh, of late necessarily hasn't uh, been to a ton. Now Chuck Martin, their current head coach, um, who who was at Grand Valley State when, when I was there as well, um, has has done well taking them to three bowl games. This will be the fourth. He's now he's one and two in those bowl games. Um, coming into the year, Miami, Ohio had quarterback Brett Gabbert, who uh, the brother of Blaine Gabbert, who was favored to the possibly be the Mac player of the year. Uh, he was out most of the season with injuries. Um, now he is in the transfer portal. Um, but just just some interesting things, um, some interesting stats for Miami. Only one interception in the last six games. He, like I said, they've won three of four coming in. Only one interception in those last six games. So they're, they're, they've done a very good job controlling 
not turning it over. Um, and, th- and then a huge stat for Miami. Miami is 5-1 and one when rushing for 120 yards or more. Uh, UAB's run defense is not very good. They're 94th nationally out of 131 FBS teams. UAB is 2-5 and five when allowing more than 140 yards rushing and only allowed fewer than 120 yards four times. So if Miami is to win this game, uh, they need to probably hit that 140-yard mark. Um, in their case, 120 yards is when they've had the most success. I think they're going to need a little bit more to beat UAB with how well they run the football. So trying to hit that 140-yard mark would be key for them. Um, Miami, Ohio led the MAC in rush defense at 135.8 yards per game. So they're they're facing a tough task against the nation's leading rusher um, in Dwayne McBride. So that'll be a really interesting thing to look at the whole rushing standpoint here. Like I said, Miami is five and one when they rush for 120 yards, while UAB is two and five when allowing teams to more when teams have more than 140 yards rushing. So this is a very interesting thing to look at there. Um, Miami, Ohio is awful on third downs. They're uh, under 30%, 29.87% on the year. That is the bottom 10 nationally. So obviously they need to keep uh, keep uh, moving the chains and they uh, keep the third third down to a minimum looking looking at that and then just looking at some of Miami's key players coming into this game they didn't have any first team all all Mac players so they had uh, a handful of second team all conference guys offensive lineman Rusty Feth uh, wide receiver Mac Hippenhammer linebacker Brian McWood and punter Dom Jijben I apologize if I butchered that. Um, then uh, looking at some of their key players, uh, quarterback Avion Smith came on this year as a freshman and has played pretty well for them, especially down the stretch. He's been key, a huge key in that late season run that they had. Uh, threw for 1,137 pa- passing yards, nine touchdowns, only five interceptions. Ran for 503 yards and six touchdowns. He led the team in passing and rushing so he is a huge threat with his legs uh, did some some really good things started eight games um, he missed he missed that uh, didn't start against Kentucky and then he missed the Western Michigan Akron and Ohio games so but probably the key guy to look at for them um, the two key guys I would look at if you're looking at from like NFL potential would be wide receiver Mac Hippenhammer. This very solid player. 52 catches, 726 yards, and eight touchdowns this year. <clears throat> and probably his three biggest performances this year. Against Ohio, he had eight catches, 107 yards, and three touchdowns. Absolutely great performance by him there against the Mac champions. At NIU, he had five catches for 105 yards and a touchdown in a snowstorm, by the way. And then against Kentucky, he had seven catches for 85 yards. So against the best team on their schedule, he played very well. Uh, And then linebacker Ryan McWood, 121 tackles on the season. 
He had 19 against Ohio, was his high. His lowest mark on the season was seven twice. Uh, Double-digit tackles in seven out of their 12 games. So McWood is always around the football. Um, <clears throat> and like I said, the Mac has won at least one game against a Big Ten squad in 13 straight years. Miami was the team who got that win this year, the lone team from the Mac who got a win against a Big Ten squad, winning at Northwestern 17-14. to So now I'm going to switch over to UAB, give a little insight on the Blazers. Uh, UAB went 6-6 six and six this year, 4-4 four and four in Conference USA. Um, beat Alab FCS Alabama A&M 59-0, lost at Liberty 21-14. Beat Georgia Southern 35-21. Lost at Rice 28-24. Beat Middle Tennessee 41-14. Beat Charlotte 34-20. Uh, lost at Western Kentucky 20-17. Lost at FAU 24-17. Uh, lost to UTSA in a very good football game 44-38 in double overtime. Beat North Texas 41-21. Lost at... A top 10 LSU, 41 to 10, and then one at Louisiana Tech to clinch a bowl game, 37-27. Um, so uh, coming into the season, UAB was also one of the favorites in Conference USA. They lost their head coach, Bill Clark, on August 1st due to health uh, concerns um, for, his, for his back. Um, and Brian Vincent took over and did, did a good job with this team um, with, with having to take over so quickly. Um, this UAB team, as you can see, I mean, they can score. I mean, you, they put 59 up on an FCS Alabama A&M. They put 35 up on Georgia Southern, 41 on Middle Tennessee, 34 on Charlotte, 38 against UTSA, 41 against North Texas, and 37 against Louisiana Tech. They averaged uh, just under 31 points per game. So this is a team that can put up points. Uh, they give up some points, too. That's kind of the Conference USA method. Shootouts a lot of times they give up just over 23 a game. Uh, just under 200 yards passing per game. But where they get, their, get the job done is rushing the football. Over 243 yards per game. That's fifth nationally. Like I said, Miami, best run defense in the MAC against a top five rush offense nationally. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Um, from the, the defensive side of the ball, they allow under 198 passing yards per game. So they're stout there and under 171 rushing yards per game. So it's hard to pass the ball against UAB, but Miami, Ohio doesn't pass it a ton. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes looking at the game. Uh, UAB has a bowl history of two and three. Obviously, um, they went through a period there where they were going to shut down the program. Um, interesting thing, uh, UAB is going for a win for their 50th win uh, in the Bahamas Bowl here since returning in 2017. So pretty uh, monumental. That would be very monumental for this team to do that. Um, like I said, Brian Vincent was the interim head coach. Um, he's, he's staying on on staff, but Trent Dilfer has been hired now as the new head coach. Vincent will obviously be serving as the head coach in this for the bowl game here. 
Um, interest, really, really key player to look at, obviously, is the Conference USA Offensive Player of the Year, second team All-American by the Walter Camp uh, Foundation, junior running back Dwayne McBride, uh, the nation's leading rusher at 1,713 yards, um, and he had 19 touchdowns, both uh, school records. He also uh, set the single-season rushing record for a game in their last game against Louisiana Tech. He had 272 yards rushing, also had 223 yards rushing against Georgia Southern and 200 yards rushing against Western Kentucky. So this is a young man who can get it done. Hence the fact that he's earned All-American recognition, Player of the Year in Conference USA. So, young man can play. Um, so, definitely excited to see that. One of the better players we're going to see um, in all the bowl season. So, that, that'll be fun. Um, then, a couple more first-team all-conference guys. Sidney Wells and Kadeem Telfort on the offensive line. They helped pave the way for the nation's fifth fifth-leading rushing offense. Um, another first-team uh, all-conference USA player, linebacker, Noel Wilder. Uh, he's a senior, so he has an opportunity to potentially play on Sundays. Led the team with 102 tackles. Um, third all-time on the UAB tackles list with 330. Um, then another first-team all-conference USA player at cornerback, senior Starling Thomas the fifth. Um, certainly has an opportunity to play. On Sundays, just a shutdown corner, team high 15 pass breakups. He started every game the past two years. <clears throat> Fantastic football player. Then um, some second team Conference USA nominations for uh, running back Jermaine Brown Jr., offensive lineman Quincy McGee and Will Reichard, defensive lineman Fish McWilliams, and safety Gratian Cash. Uh, so it's not very often where you have your your starting running back win Conference USA Player of the Year, but then his backup is the second-team all-conference running back. So um, I'll get to uh, Jermaine Brown, Jr. He's a junior. He had 832 yards rushing and six touchdowns. So pretty impressive when your top guy goes for 1,713 yards and his backup goes for 832. So that tells you what UAB is trying to do, obviously, Top five nationally in the ru in rushing offense. Uh, quarterback uh, Dylan Hopkins. He's a junior. Um, did have a better year last year statistically, but he hasn't had to carry the load. Obviously, with a great running game, one thousand seven hundred nine yards passing, uh, nine touchdowns, three interceptions. He missed the uh, UTSA game. Uh, then you have wide receiver uh, Trey Shopshire. He's a senior. But he's a guy you definitely got to look out for. He has 35 receptions for 740 yards. That's a over 21-yard average and five touchdowns. In their last game against Louisiana Tech, he had a 74-yard touchdown. So definitely one to watch there. Uh, two stats, two more stats for you to look at um, when it comes to UAB. They're top 30 nationally on third downs, where I told you um, Miami is – in the bottom 10 nationally, while UAB is top 30, 44.14% um, on the year. So, looks like they, so that leads to, well, then my other stat I've already shared with you, a win would be UAB's 50th 
since returning um, their program in 2017. So looking at this game, um, the spread as of Mon as of today, UAB is favored by 11. Uh, the over/under is 44 and a half. Um, I'm not a betting man, but I always I, I always feel like it's good to share that with you guys. <clears throat> I think UAB is definitely the favorite heading into this game. Uh, just from the rushing perspective, what they bring to the table, nation's leading rusher, top five rushing offense. But Miami does have a very, very stout rushing defense, so it's going to be interesting to see the battle in the trenches there between these two teams. It's going to be exciting to get the bowl season kicked off on Friday. I'm going to say UAB wins this game probably by a couple touchdowns. But Again, looking forward to see the battle in the trenches between these two teams. I uh, hope you guys like the insight heading into the Bahamas Bowl. I'll bring you more um, uh, throughout the whole bowl season. Tomorrow I will hit on the Cure Bowl, that were um, the winner of Conference USA, UTSA, against the winner of the Sun Belt, Troy. I'm excited about that one. That's going to be a great game. But again, thank you guys for tuning in. Feel free to follow me at Coach underscore B Will and as always, the podcast at TNT College Foot One. Those are both on Twitter. Thank you guys so much. Have a good night. God bless.